games too. What do you think was the first game where you played as the bad guy? First game where you play as the bad guy. So there's Jaws. Donkey, no, you don't play as the bad guy in Donkey Kong. Well, then it's Donkey Kong because Donkey no. Mario's the bad guy in Donkey <laughs> yeah. Mario. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say Wario Land. Jaws on the Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, Jaws on the NES. You don't play as the you shark? play as the shark. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You kill the shark on the NES, but there's yeah. probably a game in which you play as the shark. On the yeah. NES, you're well, a diver, a tiny diver. Yeah. And there's and then you're also the, the boat. And then you're the boat, and you stab Jaws in the end with the boat. Oh. Yeah. Which is based on a Jaws movie I've never seen. Maybe Jaws 5? <laughs> is there a Jaws 5? I don't know. Yeah, there's 5. There's 3D. Wait. They made 5 Jaws movies? <laughs> was 3D the third one? 3D yeah. is the third one. Yeah, the 3 is right there in the title. Then there's the mean shit. Some, then there's the one about baby Jaws. That's 4. With the dolphin? Jaws. Son of Jaws. That was just Jaws the Revenge. Jaws 2 is the SeaWorld one. Okay. And I think you might that be mistaken. Amazing. I don't know that there was a fifth Jaws. Yeah, I think there is. It's the NES game. No, that's just... <laughs> Canonically. Canonically. Okay, right. here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Scoopy Scoops. and Zach Ryan. Scoop. And we have a great show for you this week. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. We're going to discuss the, the PlayStation 4's next sales milestone. It's almost definitely going to hit this year. Lots of cool Nintendo Switch updates to talk about this week. But first, Sam, congratulations. You're welcome. You be <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Sam has entered a very exclusive club. He's become a member of a very exclusive club this oh, week. Oh, yes. That's I true. saw Bigfoot. He's, well, no, not actually. Okay, I don't know where you're going then. We saw Bigfoot in the trailer for the, oh. the hit game Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then we played around and we never actually saw Bigfoot. Although, no, no one has been able to explain what happened to that meat. Someone ate our meat. <laughs> <laughs> it was no. Bigfoot. I'm congratulating Sam because he beat Red Dead Redemption 2, and I feel like very few Ow. people have actually oh. done that because no it's done so that. long. It never yeah. ends. Yeah. Then you are welcome. You beat it. I beat it. Yeah. Before <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Well, that's funny. That's Let's all congratulate Damon. Two two out of five uh, people in the whole world that beat Red Dead right here on this panel. Yeah, we're counting. There's a very few yeah. people in the office that have beat it. Lucy, Tina, you know, obviously Destin. the reviewer. Yeah, yeah, Justin beat it. So, uh, yeah. Or was it Omega Man that beat it? It might have been Omega Man. Might have been. Omega I, gave I don't know why I thought. I, I gave it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, Justin I, did I, too. Yeah. And then I, but I beat Assassin's Creed, which is another game that like you no have, one ever actually finishes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm at like 55 hours in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't think I'm anywhere near completing. Yeah. The story I told yet. I told Damon earlier this week that every time I've jumped on my PS4 to do anything, I see him online playing Assassin's Creed. I, I got back into it recently too, and that game is. Top notch. So, so Red Dead has some gameplay problems, and yeah. it probably is yeah, not as fun as the problem is that it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a generationally important game and one of the best pieces of art humans have ever made. I think you're... But only, you, but yeah. only because of the parts that work in it. And Take the parts that, that don't Mona work Lisa. Are, are many. <laughs> <laughs> but having a virtual world that looks like that is one of the most amazing things I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it, it is very impressive. Uh, it's just the actual act of playing the game is not fun to me. Like, yeah. I, I actually... There's parts. I like hunting. When I decided that I was, like, done with the game, I just had Tina spoil the whole game for me. I was like, just tell me what happens. And yeah. her describing the, the rest of the plot from where I left off, I was like, ooh... Maybe I should see that through because <laughs> that's cool pretty stuff. amazing. Yeah, I felt compelled to to see the story through to the end. Yeah, but yeah, the, like jumping back into Assassin's Creed is so much more fun in a traditional it's so video, video game. Yeah. You're just yeah, you're just it's like a Wonder Woman simulator. It's amazing. There's some like yeah. really touching moments which I yeah. don't think of at all when I think of video games, which I like. Yeah, and then uh, there's just so many characters to love, uh, and I, I end up liking Arthur a lot. But Sadie is like one of my favorite characters in games ever. Mm-hmm. I think she becomes like really funny and and, and charismatic to watch on camera. And they just seem like actors, you know. It's it's a really well acted game. It's incredibly well acted, yeah. And that really, really struck really out to me too. I'm I'm with Zach. I sort of gave up on the game. I'm like I'm not having enough fun playing this. But I absolutely give it credit for how, the way these characters are written and the way that that script is executed by that voice cast. Is there's never been anything like it. Yeah. So I'm in a pickle because I wouldn't recommend it to most people, <laughs> but I can figure out the people probably that I'd recommend it to from here. Yeah. On out. Mm. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that play video games for the story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and you can. That's what's interesting. There's no real level progression or anything. Just play through the chapters and you can. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I don't think the open world was as fun as it should have been, but man, what's there is like, I don't know how people made that game. 
Like I'm with really personally <laughs> interested yeah. in how that team put together so many hours of dialogue where they're shouting sometimes if you're away from the horse and they're yeah. talking normally if you're near it. And they recorded both those. Well, there's all these you know? instances too that, that happened in that game that are just so unbelievably nuanced that, mm-hmm. that I forget who was telling me about it, but they, <laughs> they were in a theater watching a, a, like a play or a movie or something in, in the game. And they opened a can of beans because they thought it would be fun. It's probably Max. It sounds like something Max would do. And one of the characters in the theater just stands up and goes, this guy's eating beans. It's like, <laughs> why would you script that? Like, what on earth yeah. would like prompt you to do that? It's I think amazing. that was on Twitter, and I think that may have been a joke. Okay. That may not actually be real. <laughs> really? But, it's good. Well, but, but, but I would but believe it the fact it that the game's were. so amazing and reactive to what you do is like the fact yeah. that we don't even know for sure. Wow, we really you took the wind out of my sails there, enough Justin. at a play that you, you do interrupt it and make it yeah, go yeah. off the rails. Um, I went great. to a talkie. Did you go to a talkie? Yeah. Did you guys ever do that? There's like yeah, a I saw one movie. Yeah. I saw a cartoon with Abigail mm. at one point, which is yeah. really cool. I got a photo taken with Abigail. But yeah. 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 Uh, don't worry, Sam. You'll find out all about how Red Dead Redemption 2 was made in 20 years at its classic gaming postmort at GDC. Yeah, Ooh. greatly. That's a really good point. Looking forward to it. All right. Them. 2039. <laughs> yeah. We'll take our jetpacks to GDC. <laughs> yeah. Surely Spoiler. by then you can, you can jet... Five blocks. Yeah, I just right. want the tubes from Futurama. The tubes. Yeah. yeah. So you get in a clear tube, yeah. and then you yeah. just get mm. put out somewhere. Elon Musk is doing his best. Yeah. He's, he's too doing, crazy. He's doing something. <laughs> he's sending tubes to space. He's putting tubes underground. Yep. He's just tube crazy. That reminds me of the Jetsons. Do you have the Jetsons NES game? No, I don't think it's so. That's a pretty rare game. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. That and the two Flintstones games are supposed to be pretty good. Well, the second Flintstones game is one of the rarest NES games. It's like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Do you surprise own that? Surprise a dinosaur peak? Yeah. Do you own that? No. What's the I surprise? Dinosaurs. <laughs> Nobody there they are. <laughs> All right, you jokers, let's get on track here. The PlayStation 4 uh, is currently sitting at 91.6 million units sold. That's mm-hmm. so amazing. Sony That's announced this week. It's currently... Uh, the fourth best-selling console of all time. Yep. And I believe this year it will become the third best-selling console of all time when it leapfrogs the Wii, mm-hmm. which uh, is at 101.6. So it's currently 10 million units behind the Wii. It will what's the total number it'll be at? What do you mean? What's what's the total number of sales that is at right now? That you, that Right you now it's at 91.6. And it needs to be It needs to be 101.6. They can so sell 8 million more this year. That's well, they'd have to 10, sell 10 million. And whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, they can do that too, I think. Yeah. It's 91 times as popular as the CDI, which isn't that much. <laughs> you don't think so? You, th- you're, you thought it would be more than 91 times more popular than the CDI. Yeah. The 3DO is <laughs> not even on that list, you notice. How many copies did the 3DO sell? Yeah. Probably uh, 90 million. Uh, I think this is significant because uh, the Wii seemed to be such uh, such a, a much more like culturally significant phenomenon yeah. in ma- the mainstream. Right? The stat, the PS4. I mean, its success is unbelievable, and yeah. Sony's right to sort of crow about it a little bit. But it does come with kind of the asterisk of there's the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. I wanted to point that out. Yeah. So a lot of people bought two. So you know, those if numbers there's, do add to the full, the total. That's, that's yeah. And so you know, if there's a hundred million Wii's sold, it's sort of in a hundred million households, or maybe there's some households that have two with the kids and the adults having a Wii. But the PS4 is probably more likely to have been purchased twice. That's yeah. true. So I'm absolutely certain that it would surpass that within the course of the next year. I, I think that we're probably going to see a pretty significant price drop in both models, mm-hmm. and that will bolster sales like through the roof. So you're yeah. coming up at the end of that that system's life cycle. There are so many awesome PS4 exclusives that if they do a price cut, yeah. people are going to jump in and play. God of War, a Bloodborne, Spider Man, you know. Like, it doesn't seem no-brainer. weird to you that there was never that cultural moment that the Wii had where, like, it was on the morning talk shows and grandma played it and stuff? I, like, I don't because even in the, the, Time since the Wii was was this cultural phenomenon. Gaming is so much more widely accepted and so much more like a much. You think it's come that far? Even it's a much more ubiquitous hobby mm-hmm. than it was when the Wii was you know first launched. So. It must P- be right. Yeah, I the mean, PS4 has just said. enjoyed being in you know leading the race since the beginning. Since yeah. the moment that the Xbox came out, it was in first place, and it's never you know. There's been some like the Xbox One X is a little bit more powerful, better console than the PS4 Pro. So there's some like give and take there, but Sony hasn't had any major stumbles or any major screw-ups, they've just sort of kept, you know, building... I don't know. I would say I would say that they've had some pretty major stumbles and screw-ups. But not with the PS4? Uh, the idea that you can't cross-play uh, with other consoles is, like, a huge... Like, that's yeah. a huge deal. That's and, like, true. they finally walked that back, but, like, that in and of itself, maybe not something that would hinder sales, but, like, I don't know. That seems like a pretty arrogant thing to be like, oh, yeah, we don't play well with others. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe they're just making up that number, too. We have no way to know. 
Uh, no, it's based on. You think Sony just gets out there and is like ninety-one? <laughs> well, in the end, yeah. like we have things like MPD to tell us how many systems it sold in the United States, and mm-hmm. their sources for some of that other stuff. Yeah, I think they're a publicly traded they're, company. They're, they're, either. Yep, mm-hmm. they have to. They, it would be illegal for them to lie about it. <clears throat> so let's uh, surely a company would never break the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is weird to rely on internal numbers from a company who needs to have internally high numbers. You end up doing you end up doing this weird you know cross referencing where sometimes you get a figure on like here's how many have sold through to people's homes and are in people's yeah. homes and other times you get sold stats in. on like here's how many we've sold into retailers mm-hmm. and like sometimes they don't match. And Sony's so, clarified that, is weird that this yeah. is sold through. Yeah. Oh well, uh, the Xbox One is a little bit murkier because the mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft hasn't been releasing exact sales numbers, but it's yeah. estimated at thirty nine million. Xbox One. That's My wild. question That's is way behind. Yep. Can it top the Super Nintendo at forty nine million? Can the Xbox One sell ten million more units? Yeah, it's got lights are going time. crazy. In yeah, here. I think it'll happen. Uh, it's ghosts. I we talked about this earlier, but the Super Nintendo number <laughs> seems ghosts. so low to me. Think so? Yeah, but the yeah. Nintendo number seems the lowest. I mean, yeah, I don't get it, man. Like, I just feel like those are some of the. Well, I feel like the NES was the most popular system in my lifetime, but it wasn't. 60 yeah. million NES. 62 sold. million. It, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like Gaming's just when, bigger. Yeah. Gaming is just way, way bigger, like, more prevalent. There's more people on the earth. Yeah, that's it. That, <laughs> and if the NES was primarily popular with kids, mm-hmm. and now gaming is popular with kids and adults who grew up with gaming, so maybe that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a Absolutely. bigger pool of people. I think the PS4 will never, ever catch the PS2. I don't know anything, I don't think anything ever will. Catch the PS2. Hundred and peak game sales. 155 million units. Now, when Absolutely do we think, unbelievable. I wonder, you don't, I know you have some notes there, but you don't happen to know. I think a huge portion of those PS2 sales came when that console got very cheap, right? Like, well, sure. that, that was the. There's game. like a magic moment when a yeah. console drops below $200. And it just and goes it completely. Just, crazy. And it, it had to do with the, the disc based DVD or. Yeah, DVD. It was a DVD player, sure. And it was just such a big deal to have a DVD player. That was part of the reason how I sold my parents on uh, getting Mm -hmm. a PlayStation. It was so many kids' DVD player that they had in their room or in your house. So the way that would happen again is if you know the most popular console on Earth is also the most popular phone on Earth, like that. That could happen again, or VR, or or they put a DVD player in the PlayStation Four. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Just a standard one. Why didn't they think of that? It's probably in there, but it's disabled in software. Wow, (laughs) bummer. Uh, after the uh, PS4 surpasses the Wii, it'll surpass the PS1, which sold 102 million units. Wow, that's so 102 close. million units yeah. for a PS1. And I wanted to point out, remember last week when we were reading through Next Generation, January 1996, Next Generation magazine, the, all the talk was between PlayStation and Sega Saturn. It was mm-hmm. like a big war going on right at the time. Oh, Dude, the Sega Saturn sold 9 million oh, units. Oh, boy. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, guys that, do you think that's the lowest selling Sega console? Do you think Dreamcast must no, have sold more? Dreamcast sold a little bit less. That hurts. Than the do you guys know what the top selling system of all time is? That's not by the big three because I looked at these numbers earlier. Yeah, it's the three. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> not by the big three. So you're including. It's like, obvious, but I have a follow up. Is it an Atari console? No. Well, is it Turbo Graphics? Obviously, can't be. No, it's the Sega Genesis. Oh, so, oh, well, yeah, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but. All right. After. I guess I guess, but there was a time where I would have considered them like big yeah, three. Yeah. Big totally. three. Yeah. So who? What? What's the top one that's not part of the big four? It's got to be an Atari one. Got to be. It's the VCS, the yeah. Atari VCS. The original did that Atari. Well. Yeah. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, that's great. That was like a phenomenon at the time. And then it goes way down to the Turbo Graphics. I would guess CDI, like, you know, fifteen million or something. I know the fifty-two hundred's way way low on the list. Yeah, it was like it was the lowest, right? Yeah. yeah. Less than a million. Anyway, PS4 sales watch twenty nineteen. Let's. Uh, I think sometime after E3, it should let's, leapfrog over the week. I was going to say, let's take bets on on when we think this will surpass, when when we think it'll cross this line. I'm going to say like and take uh, into account that uh, all things units. could end before that. You think the end of the world yeah. is coming before? Yeah. Just, take, <laughs> just keep yeah. that. Just keep that keep in mind. Open mind. So, fair point. <laughs> Hadn't considered that. Uh, I, I bet you it does it before. Uh, before. Well, I guess I measure my year in terms of like tentpole events. I was going to say before Comic Con, so that would be after E3. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a big game release date. We only have Days Gone, which isn't you know. Sorry, Days Gone. It's not on the level of like Last of Us Part Two, right? I think uh, I think Black Friday sends it over. Yeah, maybe. That's a safe bet. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's holiday season.
Let's move on to Nintendo Switch. Lots of interesting uh, Nintendo Switch news to go over this week. Lots of new and older game announcements. We got a sort of surprise release date for Yoshi's Crafted World. Mm-hmm. Just tweeted yeah. it out. Yep. Just so, so been working on that story for crafting. two years. Yeah. And they just tweeted also, it like, out. I wanted to ask you guys. Don't you think it's weird that they didn't do a direct for that? I think why, it's a little weird. Why did they just announce all those dates and tweets? Well, I mean, it's not like it was giant news, right? Like it's Dragon Do- Dragon's Dogma and Yoshi's Will- oh, Crafted World, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, they may have been sort of kicking around the idea of having a direct and then saying that nah, we've we're... traditionally got a direct in January, so it yeah. seems odd that they wouldn't do one. I I think to me the fact that we did get some news just dropped on Twitter indicates that they probably, for whatever reason, decided not to do that direct. They might know about the end of the world, or they might know <laughs> the end times are. Coming. Are you all right today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're feeling a little. You're, no, you're fast and loose with the goofs, and you haven't even watched Bird Box yet. <laughs> That's true. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I watched it last night. I liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was a big bowl of fine. Did you I think, think it's it a little too scary. No, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I watched the whole thing like this. I think it's better than fine. Yeah. Obviously, it's not as good as A Quiet Place. I was gonna say I like liked it better when they called that movie A Quiet Place. Yeah, A Quiet Place is obviously yeah. better, but I think Bird Box is like a totally solid way to spend a Wednesday evening. Yeah. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, Yoshi's Crafted World. How are you guys feeling about this game? Did Dude, you go- I'm I'm so stoked for Yoshi. I I love the Yoshi. Did you like games. his his Wooly World? I did. The World of Wool. Yeah, I 100 that. I hear that's really hard. I did not 100 percent it, but I played a lot of the late stage levels that are really tough. Yeah. Um, that's good that those. I good. played it. I played it on uh, Wii U and I played it on 3DS. That's how much I like that game. The, the Yoshi games have always gotten secretly hard at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's Nintendo's secret with New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Kirby and Yoshi is that if you want to play through those games and play all the levels, that's great. You can do that. It's very easy. But if you want to find all the collectibles and 100% each of those games, it's very challenging platforming. Do you know these games aren't actually developed by Nintendo? Yes, yes that's true. Oh, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> News yeah. to me. Who made them? Smart guy. Uh, Capcom. <laughs> Not Capcom. Sony. Is it? Is it? But well, a company started by a former R- Konami employee. Is it? Does it begin with an R? Nope. Kojima Studios. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Kojima Productions. Uh, how do you think they're funding Death Stranding? <laughs> now, Good Feel is the name, name of the developer, and they've done Wario Land, Shake It, Kirby's Epic Yarn, Yoshi's Woolly World. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think the other one. Well, yeah, Wario Land Shake It is a uh, Wii game platformer. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do the Kirby game, Kirby All Stars. Is that the one that came out the last one that came year? Came out on Switch. Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshi or Robobot. The mm-hmm. the thing that Robobot. The thing that concerns me about this game is that uh, I I've watched like that. There's like a 30 minute play. I yeah. think, from like E3 or something. Right. <clears throat> and uh, it's a lot of like walking left to right. And I really, I really like the games that have the Y axis uh, from the Mario team. Mm. I don't like it when it's like super. Flat against the ground. Now it does have background stuff. You can throw st- stuff. Yeah, in the I background. feel like there's some. There's. It might be a shallow y-axis, but I do feel like it's there. And I the, hope it's there because the draw you know, to this game is a, it, you. A lot of the levels, if not all of them, you play forwards and backwards mm-hmm. and see different things from different angles and yeah. can do different stuff on the on the flip side of that. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was. Gonna, yeah, that's what I was saying about the background stuff. There's like, yeah, the flipping is neat, and then like you can throw eggs into the the screen, mm-hmm. which is new. Yeah. One thing that I really love is uh, in that same walkthrough is you see a can of like cookies, mm-hmm. and then when you play on cookies, the, then when you play on the backside, you see the nutrition information for oh. the cookies, which I think is very clever. I don't want my cookies in a can, though. I don't know. It's like it's like they're like Pringles, but with chocolate chips. Okay. You know yeah. what would have been the perfect uh, platform for this? Uh, Virtual Boy. <laughs> Get out of here. That's true, actually. Um, your number one selling console of yeah, all time. Yeah, that wasn't even on the yeah. list. It wasn't on the list. Do you think it sold a hundred thousand units? I think it sold 100,000 bottles of Advil. That's an <laughs> actual thing that Nintendo did and released. It's true. Um, so you liked uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, Zach. Do you think mm-hmm. that, now that we're getting Crafted World, will Woolly World ever be ported to the Switch? I don't know. They certainly like their Wii U ports over there, don't they? Do. They? they do. Um, but we've already seen Woolly World come to 3DS. Um, but they they seem to be in the business of putting all their games on everything these days. You know, no. Luigi's Mansion. Well, yeah, there's some big discrepancies there. Not but their you know, Super Nintendo. Or yeah, Luigi's Mansion yeah. Uh, came to 3DS. Uh, you know, Kirby's Epic Yarn is coming to 3DS. So like they're mixing and matching a little bit. But uh, I I don't know. They've already re-released that game once. I don't know that they would do it twice. True. Yeah. All right. This week we also found out that Dragon's Dogma. It's coming to the Switch, mm-hmm. which may seem a little random, but I think it's cool. I think that game was a pretty cool game. Yeah. yeah. Released by Should Capcom. Good smash down of that screen. Open world action RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our reviewer called it a mix of Dark Souls and Shadow of the Colossus. Sounds great. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I know. When yeah. You gave it a 7.9, though. 
Uh, so. We gave it a 7.5. She said it wasn't as good as either of those games. Originally in 2012, but then Capcom sort of like refreshed it and updated it with the Dark Arisen release mm-hmm. in 2013. We gave the console version of that a 7.9, but the ah, PC version an 8.9. Ah, so that's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, all told, Dragon's Dogma and Dark Arisen has sold 3.4 million copies already. Wow. Which ties it with Street Fighter IV as Capcom's 14th best-selling game of all time. I love how transparent Capcom is with their stats. Me it's too. Really great. Yep. Um, Dragon's Dogma has been on my Steam like w- backlog for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's I'll get game, to it. Now that I'm done with Assassin's Creed, maybe I'll just try, get, try it out. It's a game that's been recommended to me several times. Like people that have played it and know my taste in games have been like, "You'd really enjoy this game." So I'm stoked that it's coming to the Switch because that seems like a perfect platform to me. Yeah, I like it. How it's like it's it's combat focused mm-hmm. and it has uh, you know the, the open world RPG stuff. It's not too open, but let's not forget about cool. all those dragons too. The dragons look good, and what there's like the hydras and stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think no, you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> that's not what dogma means. No. <clears throat> Uh, since Capcom has basically ported this this game to everything now, I'd have to imagine there's a Dragon's Dogma two in development. Like why? Or else I mean, 2013. Why? Yeah, like that was a long that, time ago I mean, for them to yeah. bring this back. And that's the yeah. bumped one, right? That's I, the improved one. Dark that's Arisen, the improved yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's, I, I don't would, know. I, sequel I, announcements imminent. This team seems to I, me I they're like, like is, committed to this yeah. IP or whatever. I feel like this is a recurring conversation when we get um especially in light of the Switch when we get ports or like updates to games on Switch it means you know what that means sequel's coming or this yeah. other game is coming. It's kind of a slippery slope. Like I don't necessarily know that it means that a sequel is coming. I think it's just an audience that wasn't exposed to Dragon's Dogma in the first place. So you scale think bound confirmed. Sam. Scale bound is coming back. Sam. <clears throat> How dare you? Uh, well, coming s- much sooner than either Yoshi's Crafted World or Dragon's Dogma to the Switch are Blaster Master and Zelda 2, because mm-hmm. they're being added to the Nintendo Switch online this mm-hmm. month. And those are both really good games. Yeah, Blaster Master has one of my favorite cheats ever, which is similar to Mega Man 2, where you can pause the game on a boss. You throw a grenade, and then you pause the game, and while the game's paused, it does damage, because it like freezes the damage state. That's really cool. Yeah. like They just built the pause <laughs> so jankily. Blaster Master also has a great ending screen. When mm-hmm. you beat the game, it says, very thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said this on, on voice chat this week, but uh, Blaster Master also has like a banging soundtrack. Yes. Ooh, it's it's so good. really good. It's really, yeah. really good. No, like legitimately, Blaster Master is one of the NES games that holds up really well. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a fun action exploration game. I love the there's, two modes of it, you know, like mm-hmm. exploring yeah. and exploration and yep. side scrolling and top. There's down. some parallel universe where like Blaster Master is now seen as like you know, Castlevania or Mega Man is in yeah. our universe where like it's just odd that like back then it was like that good, you yeah, know, was, but for whatever yeah, reason Oster and Nintendo Power. Yeah, it just didn't carry through to it has the really big uh, boss sprites in it. They're really mm-hmm. impressive Ooh. at the time. Yeah, yeah and there was there. never a sequel then. There was that Wii one much later, but like it's just weird. Well, we got the there was Blaster Master Zero, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So launch of the Switch, no. Blaster Master Zero launched with the Switch, Mm -hmm. and it's actually also good and very, very similar to the original game made by the guys that did Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. Mm -hmm. That's why they do that that. good retro stuff. And there was a Blaster Master on Game Boy Color. I want to say that's what I was trying to think of. If it's not PlayStation, then it's there was Blaster Master Boy on the. Game Boy, but was, it just seems like a, a Bomberman like they, game that they're like. I feel like, like they really ah, missed the opportunity this, uh, to just call that Blaster Boy. <laughs> Blaster Boy, yeah. And there was actually a Blaster Master game on the PlayStation One mm. when it went okay, into so like there 3D. Is, okay. yeah. is, the, is there is Blaster Master Hudson? Sunsoft. Sunsoft. Which you asked me, what whatever happened to Sunsoft? Yeah. They tweeted out this week that Blaster Master is coming. So there's an active like Sunsoft Twitter, Twitter account, account at least. That's really cool. Sunsoft um, at one point had the license to all the Looney Tunes mm-hmm. characters, and they just made a bunch of Looney Tunes games. Yeah. That was like at their height, from what I can remember. Mm-hmm. And they made Batman, which is cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. they made a Superman game too. That makes that sense. It's all Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Sunsoft was Superman game that wasn't released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it, it was ported or to t- changed to something else. Yeah, it was so. changed to something else. Yeah. yeah, that's really neat. And then there's Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very unusual Zelda game, but a game that I think is really it's really cool. You read Only the Kotaku interview about that? Like a recent one, or uh, it might not be. Uh, it, it was Stephen Totillo was interviewing uh, Miyamoto, hmm. and he uh, I don't know how they got on the topic, but it was like, "Have you ever made a bad game?" And he was like, he brought up Zelda two, and he's like, "I wouldn't call it bad," but Miyamoto just goes into detail about 
you know, his regrets on that game and how he would have liked to have done more. And um, they weren't able to quite accomplish with Zelda 2 what they wanted. It's really but fascinating. It is a very interesting case where uh, Zelda 1 and 2 came out in Japan less than a year apart. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, it's like so different from the original game. I want to know, like, what was the line of thinking where they were like, all right, yeah. Zelda's a big hit. We need to fast track a sequel, but it needs to be totally different. Yeah. Like, what, like, what were they thinking at yeah, the time? I bizarre. It sounds like, and I'm paraphrasing the interview now, I encourage you to all go look it up, but Miyamoto was basically saying they wanted the transition from overhead to side view to happen a lot faster and have that be a mechanic where it was used a lot more widely, where you were sort of switching back and forth <laughs> between the views, but the NES stopped them from being able to do that. Hmm. I beat it for the first time a couple years ago. I've probably and? told the story before. I really liked it, but you need to use save states. And yeah. you need to have Jared uh, Petty <laughs> nearby to just answer questions and get you through. Also, I Which think he's probably very happy to do if you just look at him. <laughs> also, yeah. he's probably nearby if you really yeah. think about it. Like, ooh, yeah, he's ooh. always around. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you bring up what's the other, what's the game coming to the Japanese? Joy Mecha Fight. If you bring up, if you say Joy Mecha Fight into your mirror three times, Jared, Jared Petty, Petty just appears. <laughs> ooh, but I, I had a great time playing it because it has so much. So much that Zelda is now is based on that game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you just skip it, you're also, never going to know that. Also, I think your enjoyment of, the, of that game is greatly enhanced, as it was at the time, by reading the instruction manual mm-hmm. and the player's guide that came from Nintendo Power. Because it just yeah. has all this cool art and like explanations of stuff. And it sort of like makes the world feel a little bit more That's a really vibrant. good point. There was actually like, it was like, an, just like Earthbound that came with a guide. Mm-hmm. The guide, like that player's guide, like accompanies the game. Like it looks good. It's yeah. really cool. And it kind of like and says can, like when you're in the desert, like this is what it looks yeah. like. And, and you can find scans of those online. So. Yeah. Uh, only Zelda game I've never finished. Hmm. Well, I've not played the CDI game. Those don't count. But yeah. yeah. But, but all like re- uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit mm-hmm. Tracks. Mm-hmm. I never finished either one of those. Same. I did. Yeah. Took a lot to finish those games, but I did it. Boy, I do not care for Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass is not good. I think Spirit Tracks is a big improvement. Of yeah, it. I agree. Me too. Spirit Tracks is secretly good. That's like the best Zelda game nobody's played. I really like that game a lot. I, I did the guide for that one, so I get these. There's like a hundred bunnies hidden in it, mm-hmm. and you have to take the train around and like shoot this cannon at the bunnies, and it's really cool. Yeah, I and you really can like you can uh, honk that train's horn anytime you want to. You even finished Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Yeah, I've done those. Great. I finished. I finished both of those on uh, 3DS when they came to 3DS. Mm. When they I don't came think to I've those are those. so good. Yeah. I finished. I finished one of them on Game Boy Color, and then I went back and finished the other one when it came to 3DS. Yeah, I think they're better than Minish Cap. But uh, how dare you? Is that your game? I love Minish Cap. It's not my favorite Zelda game, but I think it's a really good one. I love the look of Minish Cap. It's like. Yeah. It's just got a really nice little pixel art. Mm-hmm. Style mm-hmm. To it. We finally bought. I know I'm years behind, but I finally got Hyrule Historia. Mm. Book's cool. amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, really neat. I have three giant Zelda encyclopedia books now, and every time yeah, I look over at my bookshelf, I'm like, God, I'm just a real dork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's got good art. Yeah, yeah. And just there was a time in which there was nothing. Yeah. Ever written about Zelda? Yeah. For two decades, and then now we're like, you know, flushing it. It's great. And it's also like Link. The art, Link's art was like he was such a doof in the '80s, and like just to see that evolution is really fascinating as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also some fun games coming to Switch this week, like Sega's Outrun. Mm-hmm. The original arcade game is there. I love how you, at the very the very first thing you do uh, when starting a new game is select your radio station. Yeah, so you select your tunes mm-hmm. for going on your ride. Famously described, not it's not a racing game; it's a driving game. Just a driving Sega. game. You just because I mean, you're just trying to get to the checkpoint. Yeah, it's just nice and, and trying chill. not to flip your car in the <laughs> most like violent <laughs> way possible. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Pang Adventures, which is out now. Pang is an old uh, arcade game, which Sam I wasn't even aware of at the time. Yeah, uh, they What's made from the '90s. That's it's my, the, not my zone. Yeah, okay. They made Pang, they made Super Pang, they went up to Pang 3 even. And it's where, Super Pang. Yeah, it's where you're a character at the bottom of the screen and there are these big bouncing balls and you have to shoot them with a grappling hook and each time you shoot them, they split into smaller balls. Mm. It's Pang. <laughs> 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 Pang Adventures is out now, I'll be playing that. And also, there's this game out this week called Cave Blazers. Are you familiar with this one? No. <laughs> it's a pixel art roguelike game Whoa. endorsed by former IGN editor Peter Eichmanns. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I love Peter. Yeah, he says it's great. So I was like, yeah, he says it's like the next best thing to like waiting for a Splunky 2. So, hmm. all right. Well, cave I love blazers. caves and blazers. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so It's on brand. Yeah. It's on brand. We went two very different directions with the word blazers. But that's yeah. true. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to blaze it up this weekend <laughs> on my Nintendo Switch with cave blazers. <laughs>
Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Angelo did. He says, OG Scoop listener here, last wrote in 10 years ago. Whoa. Holy moly. Thanks Angelo. for all your great work over the years. I, rem- I remember. I remember hearing Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, Angelo, yeah. My girlfriend is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and like most people, was super disappointed with the Hobbit films. But from that, we were chatting, and she postulated that perhaps Peter Jackson should consider directing a video game. With Tolkien's series, he obviously loves large-scale, long-form fantasy, and she suggested he could make an incredible RPG to really indulge himself. Mm. That got us thinking about other film directors who would potentially make great games if they shifted away from movies. I settled on Edgar Wright, as he makes slick, stylish films with action and wit. I would love to see something from him that looks ridiculous and high energy, like Scott Pilgrim and his Cornetto trilogy. Think Persona 5, but more westernized. Which film director would you choose to make a game and why? Spielberg's Boom Blocks doesn't count, he says. Why? I think that's a yeah. great movie director. But game. he didn't make Which that game. Idea. He was a producer on that game. He showed yeah, up but like once a week. Well, I think he programmed it. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Boom Blocks is a great game. I wish they would bring that back somehow. Put it on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Put it on the Switch. Uh, the only issue with Peter we Jackson directing a video game is that that video game would then become three video games, which would be a bummer. So well, You know what's good. perfect about Peter Jackson, though, is that he is like Hideo Kojima, where he puts out movies that are so big that he, they're not cut down at all, and then like he puts out the DVD version, which is not cut down even more. Right. And they're just like, he's so unedited and w- loves what he does so Wait, much. didn't he already make a game? Peter Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> I think he the was movie, the game. somehow the movie, the game. Involved, involved in that, yeah. in that game, yeah. And he was going to do something Halo-related, right? But then it fell. Or he, he was going to direct a Halo movie for a minute, yeah. And then it went to Neil Blomkamp, and then it yeah. just uh, fell off forever. There's, there's sort of a bad history of you know movie directors trying to get more involved in the video game industry. You have Del Toro, you know, um, and his... Spielberg with Elemento as well. Yeah. Which one? Elemento. It was a canceled game where you played as like an alien, or it's like... You a, were escorting an alien uh, yeah, girl. That's what it was. I think the thing I remember is that diner key Plus, art. Yeah. Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> he did, yeah, that's right. Jaws 5 for Jaws NES. 5. Canonical. Uh, Spielberg, both Spielberg and Lucas have been involved because their you know, filmmaking career started right at the sort of beginning of yeah. video games. So Spielberg was really involved in E.T. Like like a lot of people. He had to, he had to prove it. He had to like, he, he, he met with Howard Scott Warshaw and said like, this is what I think it should be. And he wanted to do like a Pac-Man game. And Howard Scott Warshaw was like, I can do better than that. And then he made E.T. Yeah. Which is probably the better than Pac-Man on the Atari. Let's <clears throat> well, better than Pac-Man, Pac-Man on, on the Atari. Atari. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good caveat. Um, and then also, I think George Lucas actually wrote the story for Force Unleashed. Really? Yeah. Way. Is that true? He did like the basic like treatment of like this. Who's this? This is that's this the character. Last good and, thing he wrote. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. Debatable. Um, do you know that James Gunn wrote Lollipop Chainsaw? Yes, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. For a long time, like you would see James Gunn, especially around the time of um, oh. the first Guardians. Uh, you know how, like, when you're writing about a director, oftentimes in in parentheticals they'll put the the name of no other notable yeah. titles that yeah. they've worked on. So it was um, what was the Alien Invasion movie that Slither. he did? Slither and Lollipop Chainsaw. Like those <laughs> would show up often, like as his credits. And I always thought that was really funny because it was yeah, like, that's weird. who cares this much about Lollipop Chainsaw? Sorry, I know you're out there. I apologize. <laughs> I got one. Never played it. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Whoa. But it's a visual novel. But he does bully. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I can see that. I had forgotten that Del Toro was so wrapped up in PT because that was where yeah. my mind yeah. first went. Because uh, like, you have to have somebody, that, uh, if they're going to direct a game, they need to be invested in the medium. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Del Toro has always been kind of right. And there. then what was that? He had a horror project that, gosh, I can't believe the name's escaping me right now, but something else besides PT as well. Uh, someone who is invested in the medium is John Carpenter, mm-hmm. uh, and he apparently worked on the cinematics for Fear Three. Cool. He like helps like Fear had wild. a three. Fear had yeah, a three, and John Carpenter worked on it. Mm. And there's an interview from 2013 where John Carpenter says he would love to make a Dead Space movie. Dude, and John Carpenter is a known gamer. He's talked about how much he plays Destiny. Yeah, Dead Space would make, a, make Dead Space would make for a good movie. Yeah, for sure. I wish they'd just make a new Dead Space game. Yeah, I wish so too. But going back to the original Dead Space, actual, just like the horror aspect, less of the action yeah. aspect. Yeah. And uh, finally, the Wachowskis actually directed the Enter the Matrix game. Yeah. Wow, Enter the Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a deep cut. Mm-hmm. Played that on the Nintendo GameCube, PS2. Huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for directors, you know, obviously it's like they're not, it's not like they're not the same skill set making a game, making a movie. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> According to Sam, they are. Uh, I don't know what. Directors would know necessarily know about game, you know, designing 
gameplay mechanics and gameplay loops and player feedback and all that stuff. But uh, I think, what is his name? Chad Stahelski, John Wick guy, directed John Wick 1, 2, and now 3. That seems like pretty video okay. game friendly. Yeah. Movie director, yeah. I just, I feel like any of the directors that uh, kind of have, like Peter Jackson, have maybe too many yes people around them, Mm. like allowing them to make these kind of bloated, not good movies anymore, James Cameron, yep, uh, would do well with a game because you have 90 hours to play with, (laughs) yeah, you know, of of whatever you want to do instead of having to cram it into two and three and a half hours. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Justin, anyone? No, okay. All right, then. Pa- politely pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means we have time for wacky Mad Libs on a recent, <laughs> on a recent trip home uh, to Kansas. I found this unspoiled book of Mad Libs. I never wrote in it, but it's from 1991. It was cool. too funny to write in. It was Th- too... That was the golden age of Mad Libs. Yeah. I've always said that. So, <laughs> that's true. I've heard you say that before. <laughs> I've selected one that I thought would be top, appropriate for a game scoop. Do you have a pen? Yeah, I brought a pen. Okay. You're going to spoil it? I'm going to write in this. Yeah, we're going to do this right now. There's a, here's an artifact from my childhood that all of us and everyone out there are going to participate in. Okay. All right, everyone knows how Mad Libs work? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know how Mad Libs work. What could make them mad? All right, Justin. Yeah. Give me a verb ending in ing. Playing. Now, don't look. Seems pretty safe. <laughs> Sam, give me a plural noun. Uh, breeders. Like the Kim Deal band? Yeah. Yes. Dude, cool. I really like the readers. Yeah, they're great. Zach, give me a number. Six. Justin, another number. Nine. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, an adjective. Um, bluish. I'm sorry? Bluish. Blueish. Okay. See, it's like blue, but has extra letters. Mm-hmm. Zach, another adjective. Round. Round. <laughs> Justin, a noun. <laughs> Octopus. Octopus. Uh, Zach, or I'm sorry, Sam, articles of clothing. Hmm. Uh, do hats count? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> funny hats. Funny hat. No. Okay, funny hats. Sure. Oh, uh, do you, I will you, allow you it. can't have the... Uh, uh, Zach, another number. F- five. Just, Why does Zach get only numbers? That's just, really weird. Justin, a medal. Oh, boy. Um, well, I mean, everyone knows what my favorite medal is, so that would be too obvious. Yeah. Adamantium. We'll go with that one. Yeah, we'll do adamantium. Adamantium. What the hell's your favorite medal? Um, we don't need to get into it right now. Thrash. Uh, yeah. Sam, an adjective. Um, Sticky. Um, <laughs> rotund. Rotund. Good one. Zach, a plural noun. A plural. Sixes. Dogs. <laughs> uh, Justin, an adjective. Um, I, <laughs> sticky. Finally got to you, sticky. Yep. It's got to be in every Mad Lib. It's law. Sam, a gas. Mm. <laughs> what? A noble gas, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about uh, laughing? Good. <laughs> the noblest of gases. <laughs> uh, Damon says I'll allow it. Zach, another gas. <laughs> uh, is neon a gas? Neon's a gas, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. It can be. Yeah. Uh, Justin, an adverb? Uh, swimmingly. Ooh, good. That may, does that actually count as an adverb? Yeah. I mean, technically. Technically. It means and lot. finally. Well, but it, that may not actually yeah, work. It's not. Okay, no, that doesn't not. count? No. Uh, yeah, I guess happily. No, it is because your your day is going swimmingly. Swimming okay. It modifies so this going. works. This okay. works. Uh, finally, Sam, a verb. Mm. Uh, let's just do to eat. Just eat. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. This is called the spaceship. Great. Oh, here great. we go. Okay. A spaceship is a vehicle. Used for... (laughs) (laughs) Damon is nine years old. Uh, A spaceship is a vehicle used for playing people between Earth and the distant breeders. A journey usually takes six years (laughs) and can cover nine miles. The passengers have to enter a... 
<laughs> Damon. Damon. <laughs> this is a Damie game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep it rolling. Now I'm just laughing because I'm laughing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad this never happens during the E3 live show. <laughs> we can never play uh, ad libs during the E3 live. They put it up on the prompter, mm -hmm. and Damon just loses it. <laughs> you got to use that. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can take over because we can't read. So funny! It's not, it's not even that funny. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> the passengers have to enter a bluish capsule and will exist in a state of round animation. Good. When the yes. ship reaches its destination, they will hear an octopus <laughs> <laughs> and wake up and put on their funny hats. Then they have to land their five-ton adamantium vehicle mm -hmm. in a rotund atmosphere. They do this by firing retro dogs. And they, <laughs> test, they test the atmosphere on the sticky planet to make sure it contains laughing gas and is not all neon. If it is okay, they can get out of the ship very swimmingly and eat all the inhabitants. Good. <laughs> wow. Oof, thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Oh, all right. Damon, you really lost control on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, was it good. the dogs that got you? I don't know, man. Retro just, dogs. You know, just the Mad Libs, they're just so wacky. Retro dogs. Yeah. They're so wacky. It like, says well, wacky. This, this series. <laughs> I like yeah. that it says wacky Mad Libs, where there's, there's, that surely means there's a series of very serious, serious, serious Mad Libs. Serious Mad Libs, yeah. All you need to play is a duck and a piece of cheese. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Really? That's yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> That's our show. Our, it's, uh, this week. it's still early in the year. Suggestion this week comes from Luke in West Virginia. Okay. So if you're ready to guess, I would understand. Uh, is the game Mad Libs? <laughs> oh, by the way, before I forget, I apologize last week for forgetting about Team Fortress 2 when we were talking about, uh, what was I? I hero called, shooters. Yeah, I called uh, Overwatch, Overwatch sort the of the grandfather hero, yeah. of the hero shooters, and obviously I love Team Fortress 2, and um, I am so, a big fan of that hat simulator. But isn't there some uh, question Funny as hat. to whether or not Team Fortress 2 is a hero shooter? Yeah, I uh, pointed out that Silver Surfer is a hero <laughs> shooter from much earlier than that. That's true. That's really true. <laughs> Touche. Anyway, uh, okay. Luke in West Virginia, let the questioning begin. Okay, does your character speak in this game? No. Uh, could this game have been featured in this 1991 copy of Wacky Mad Libs 7? No. Okay. Was it released after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Okay. That would have been incredible, though, if it was in Mad Libs. That would have been incredible. Yeah. We should probably check. <laughs> can we get um? First. Can we get our fact checkers on that? Get Scholastic on the phone. Was this game released after January first, two thousand ten? No. Okay, two thousand two thousand ten. So that's late N sixty four, Dreamcast, PlayStation two. Was this released on a uh, a compact disc based medium? Ooh, good question. Yeah. No. Ooh. Done. Okay. Done. Done. Well, but wait, does that include so DVD? Be digital, arcade, or cartridge? But in your mind, so that's in your mind that counts DVDs. Yeah, anything that's on a compact disc. You would still call those compact discs? It's a digital versatile disc. Um, okay. Wait, and the answer was no. An optical disc. It's not on a compact disc. Okay, so assuming that it's okay. cartridge based. Hold on. This question was was this released on a compact this disc? This is what I'm clarifying. Okay. The answer was no. No. So it could be was it on a digital versatile disc? I just meant an optical yeah. disc based medium. Should I ask that? That's why I said based medium. An optical <laughs> based medium? I don't... I didn't... Uh, this is very clearly not a compact disc. Okay, that leads me to believe it's a cartridge. Is this on a handheld console? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So 2000s to 2000, that means... Could be the PSP? PSP. Yeah. Um, probably, probably not. Game Boy Color. DS. Or Game Boy Advance DS. Yeah. Was this a DS game? No. Mm, okay. You burnt. Was this game made in Japan? Yes. Okay. Is this game on the Sony PSP? Yes. Uh, okay. That's nine? Uh, that's nine. It was not made in Japan? It was. It was made in it Japan. It was made in Japan. Uh, was this game... Well, do you think it's useful to ask if it was exclusive to the PSP? Yes. Was it exclusive to the PSP? At the time. 
Okay. That's 10. Ooh. At the time. Yeah, that makes it weird, right? Okay. So what about, what are games that started on the PSP that came Pat to- upon. Uh, Patapon, Monster Hunter, didn't Loco Ma- Monster Hunter start Loco on Roco. Man, I love that game. Yeah, Does this Loco game have good. cartoony graphics? Mm. <clears throat> I don't think you would describe it as cartoony. Okay. I mean, I could ask about RPGs, but I feel like the PSP was only RPGs and rhythm games. I really like um, Metal Gear Acid. That was very good, too. What's the uh, black and white puzzle game? L- Luminous? No, that's yeah. not it. Um, that's a good one we yeah. should bring up. But uh, it's oh, like, okay, I'll ask. Walking this. along the edges of things is, is but we could just ask if it's a puzzle game or if it's a music game. Is music like the the dominant gameplay mechanic? Is music the dominant gameplay mechanic? Yes. Ooh. Okay. So Great. again, that's Loco Roco, Patapon. Uh, but both of those have cartoony graphics. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's true. well. I think Car- Loco does more than Patapon. I agree with that. Luminous, Luminous definitely does. Luminous, Luminous is a very strong. What's the one this, the uh, that was also on 3DS? It starts with an A. Uh, oh God, what's it called? Is I, this a puzzle? Medios. That doesn't start with an A, but I knew <laughs> we were, I was gonna yeah. say Medios. Yeah, they is made a, a Disney version. Mm-hmm. Is it a puzzle game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that I wouldn't call Lokoroko a pat upon that, and they have weird. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Luminous, but I'm trying to figure out how to okay. narrow it down. Was this game? What are we at? We can roast one. 13. Was this game recently released on Switch? Yes. Okay. Is it Luminous? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Did we get there under 10? That was, no, no, it was 15. 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, Luminous. Yeah. Nicely job. 2005. Nice. I bought that game again. Very thanks. On the Switch. It is. Yeah, yeah. so did I. It's so phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Still really good. I forgot Excellent. how much I loved uh, Luminous. Yeah. yeah. I like. I miss, I never had a PSP, but they released it on Xbox Live Arcade, so that's yeah. where I first experienced okay. it. Okay, cool. I, was like, yeah. it. I think... Um, that might be the only puzzle game, like pure sort of block-clearing puzzle game I like more than Tetris. Ooh, even even Tetris Effect? Tetris Effect's very good. <clears throat> Luminous, whew, that game, like its ability to sort of get you into like a flow state and like you just turn blinders off to the world and just play is mm-hmm. unmatched. Yeah, still really, really good. Yep. Uh, I think Zach and I are going to be playing a lot of Assassin's Creed this weekend. That's true. Sam, since you've beaten Red Dead, what's next? Uh, I have some open world stuff to do in the post game, and we just wrote a guide mm-hmm. called the post game guide to Red Dead Two. There's lots more to do after you beat the game if you just ran through the stuff. Explain what stuff you can do in the post game as opposed to what stuff you might not be able to do because you beat the game. Mm. It's good. I'm gonna actually use that guide and do some fun stuff in it. Nice. Cool. But then I'm gonna move on. Uh, yesterday in uh, a meeting we had, we were talking about the IGN app and the ability to like bookmark things, mm-hmm. and. I had not considered that for guides, but I think that's such like a cool thing. This is, sorry, I know it's a little commercially, but like mm-hmm. Pear was showing us that you bookmark different things in the IGN app, and then like if you have six or seven objectives that you're trying to do, like you can just go straight to those wiki pages. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I'll probably yeah, use some, a lot like of that a, for uh, Odyssey. Like a save thing. state thing where it's like, oh, I need to always use fish hunt, you know, mm-hmm. the, the animals page. Yeah, yeah. You just go. Yeah, it's great. It's nice. Yeah. And Justin, what are you playing this weekend? So I beat Assassin's Creed right. Odyssey, which it feels like one of those games that never ends, but I counted, and there are 11 islands that I never even visited. Yeah. Cool. So I still love that game, love Cassandra. I'm not sick of that world yet, so... That's so um, cool to hear. Yeah. I may pop back into it and play some more, or um, I may go back to Slay the Spire, which is... Uh, Damon, you would actually love Which one is that? It's a card game roguelike, a, a deck-building card game roguelike, where cool. everybody starts with like the same 10 cards, but then you buy more each time you reach a shop, and so your deck sort of develops in these different ways, and mm. then you use it to fight baddies. And um, it was in like a fairly complete early access stage for like almost a year, and now it's like the 1.0 version is um, uh, here for press, and I think it comes out pretty soon, mm. in a week or two. You playing that on Steam? Steam, yeah, Slay the Spire, and uh, it is great, um, and that and Assassin's Creed will make for a good weekend. And I'm watching a lot of awesome games done quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that going on all weekend? Uh, I don't know when it ends, but it's been going on all week, and yeah. the VODs are you know, going up online on YouTube and stuff. And we're going to play some more Bigfoot. Oh, dude. And Please. I mean, <laughs> think about how much time, now that you've beaten uh, Red Dead, how much time you have to play Skater XL. I won't talk about it. <laughs> Uh, all right, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Zach. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. You're welcome. <laughs>